everyone, and welcome back to this week's episode of Our Golden Twenties. Yay. Hello. <laughs> I was going to be like, hello, hello, hello. I don't know why oh, that urge came over me. I've never done that before. I liked it. I think it was good. I say we do that every week now. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah. New new traditions are being bored. Yeah. Guys. <laughs> uh, this week we are gonna start with some Tuesday tips because you guys know we love our segments. These tips yeah. hot off the press. Um, do you want to share your tip with the listeners, Sadie? Absolutely. First of all, I feel like we're both just in like a super hyper mood yeah. right now, and I have no idea how this episode's gonna go. So. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Let's let's see how this goes. <laughs> Cut out the hello, listeners. <laughs> Cut out all of it, Tag. Okay, guys. So my tip for this Tuesday. So as I'm sure you guys saw on our Instagram, first of all, April was Earth Month and then Earth Day was happening at the end of April. And on Earth Day on our Instagram, we posted about some um, biodegradable products, like household products that... I use and I would recommend to everybody. So I wanted to talk about um, this one product in particular that I've been using the past few weeks now. And I just used it today. So I was like, okay, perfect. It's right in my head, ready to talk about this on the podcast today. But um, they are laundry detergent eco strips and it's from the brand True Earth. So it's T-R-U or sorry, T-R-U Earth. And they are really amazing. They're literally just like little laundry detergent strips, like Mm. exactly what I said, um, rather than like the liquid soap. Mm. And for me, why it's so great, first of all, they are um, biodegradable. So, you know, definitely much nicer to our planet when we're doing laundry, especially if you do like multiple loads of laundry. I don't think Mm. this will surprise anybody, but I'm the type of person who refuses to wash my darks with my whites. Like I'm like, nope, I minimum have two loads of laundry every time because it needs to be separated. (laughs) So I do quite a bit of laundry. Um, But anyways, people are like, why do I listen to this podcast? (laughs) I feel our Tuesday (laughs) tips are always like kind of granny hacks. but (laughs) But these really do the job despite being like, you know, biodegradable. I feel like biodegradable products, sometimes people don't find they work as good as like Mm -hmm. non-biodegradable stuff, but this stuff works really well. It smells really great. I find um, it's like a very small strip that you use for like, my loads are usually like pretty full. So one strip in, done, and it's super easy. What I was going to say before was the best part about this for me is I live on the third floor and my laundry machines are in the basement of my building. So this is just so easy. I literally just like tuck it in my laundry basket and it doesn't add like any weight, doesn't add any bulk, and I can just carry it down all the flights of stairs to the laundry machines. And I just love them. So I wanted to put them on your guys' radar as well. Love that. I like how you said these were granny tips because I feel like my tip is like frat boy tip. But oh, okay, good. The the duality of Sadie and I (laughs) were either like (laughs) acting like grannies or acting like frat boys. I feel, yeah, actually, I was gonna say, I feel like I'm typically the granny, but 
we both have our moments yeah, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. So my <laughs> okay, Ted, tell us <laughs> <Yeah>. your tip. <laughs> my Tuesday tip is um I am literally obsessed with big booty mixes on Spotify. So for those who don't know, <laughs> they're hour long mixes done by two like professional DJs who aren't DJing right now because of COVID. So they've just started doing these hour long mixes and putting them on Spotify. <laughs> And they get me so hyped up. Like, they're perfect if you want to work out for an hour because it's, like, no skips. Um, I put them on, say, like, it's 4 p.m. and I feel like the workday is dragging. I'm like, big booty mix time, let's go. And then the day just flies by. (laughs) Like, they are so much fun. I'm obsessed with them. There are 18 of them and they're all an hour long. Oh, my god! So, like, if you just wanted to listen to big booty mixes every waking hour of the day... You definitely could. You can. Yeah. Yeah. The content is there. Yeah. <laughs> so that's my tip. Wow. Check them out. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's perfect. Like hype up playlist for like, like you said, working out. Mm-hmm. Could be for your hot girl walks. Yeah. It could be for like a little pre-drink on a Friday night. Even if you're just alone in your apartment drinking wine, mm-hmm. just like big booty mix on in the pl- background. <laughs> yes. Love that. Yeah, so definitely good. need to check it out. Yeah, I'll add uh, uh, my favorite to our Spotify playlist of like things we mentioned in the podcast. I'll put one on there. Perfect. And then you'll just be yeah. like flip flopping from like a sad Lord song straight into Big Booty Mix. <laughs> <laughs> that right there perfectly sums us up. Yeah, yes. exactly. No, I was like, that playlist is a disaster. And I was like, but it's accurate. <laughs> Tag, I like to think of us as well-rounded people, Mm -hmm. okay? That's what we are here. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Not a a disaster. Well-rounded people. Yeah, we're diverse. (laughs) We have diverse interests. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So those are your tips. Yeah. I hope you learned a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. Well, anyway, what we want to talk to you guys about today is something that is going to be fun I think to talk about but also maybe like Tegan's probably like still stressed about this a little bit as it's still ongoing Mm -hmm. but we are going to talk about all things wedding and Tegan's wedding Mm -hmm. wedding planning wedding planning in COVID all the things so let's do it Teg yeah so the first thing I kind of wanted to talk about right off the hop And I feel like this will be kind of relatable for all listeners, whether you're like, maybe you're like not even dating. So marriage is like not even on your radar. But um, I feel like your engagement should never be a surprise. Like how it's asked can be a surprise. But the concept of someone asking you to marry them, that should be something that is like heavily discussed before it happens. Yeah. Because it's like, I've talked about this before, but to me, getting married is like a huge decision. Like, am I going to buy this house? Am I going to accept this job offer? Like, it shapes a lot of your life. And as much as it's nice to be like, we got married because we were in love, there are also like a ton of additional reasons that can come from being married. So, like, for me personally, I you know, our taxes we wanted to do together. Obviously Mm -hmm. being married makes that happen. Like what if I was in the hospital and I wanted Tyrell to come and see me? 
now he's like my husband, my first contact, you know, like, what if I die? And it's like, who's next in line? Well, that would be my parents. So, you know, it's like all of these real world things that aren't that like fun to talk about. Those are actual things that get changed when you get married. And so those are the things that need to be discussed, basically. Totally. And I think like what you said about the whole like kind of finances side of things Mm -hmm. is like so true Um, and obviously coming at this from like the single person lens into this conversation I can definitely get behind both those things you said Um, the first one obviously just being like doing taxes Mm -hmm. or if you guys ever want to buy a house together like I think that's a goal for a lot of like younger people Mm -hmm. but it's only really feels achievable if there's two incomes going towards saving for a down payment, you know, and like two incomes to get a mortgage, especially if you're looking in the city. So I think if you're in a relationship or if you're not and you're looking for a relationship, like making sure your guys' long-term goals are aligned. And if they are, then yeah, maybe marriage is going to help you achieve those goals, Mm -hmm. you know, and that makes a lot of sense. And also, you have a benefit plan at work. I don't know what part of my benefits this is part of, but I've always had a list like, oh, I'm going to get this all messed up because I don't know anything about this. <laughs> but it's like you're saying, like, it's basically, I want to say the word beneficiary, but I don't know if that's the right word. But it's basically like if I were to die or if something were to happen to me, I need to list somebody right? like in my benefits plans for where I currently work. It's for like stock information. So, you know, like mm-hmm. somebody's then in charge of my finances and they know who to contact to like sort right. all that out. And like you said, since I'm a single person, it's like, okay, I guess that's my parents. Mm-hmm. I guess it's like maybe one of my sisters, but which one, yeah. you know? And it's just yeah. like, it just gets weird and awkward where it's more like, if it's just like, it's my husband, like mm-hmm. it's black and white, you know, and yeah. it just makes things a lot easier for sure. Yeah, definitely. And even like your benefits of work, stuff like that. Plus you feel like a lot cooler when you say like, this is my <laughs> husband. <laughs> like once Tyrell and yeah. I were on a plane and we had like our tickets were separated from each other. And he, um, I think this was when we were engaged. I don't think we were married yet, but he went up to the person beside him and he was like, excuse me, could my wife sit beside me? And he was like, (laughs) yes, absolutely. Where I feel like if he was like, excuse me, can my girlfriend sit beside me? He would have been like, no, what is wrong with you? No, get lost, buddy. Yeah. So that's a perk. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love that. Like, I love that it was something you guys had talked about. You know, it was a thought out decision. And I think Mm -hmm. that's great advice especially for people who I think you mentioned this on a past episode where people who are in long-term relationships or like in committed relationships and they're seeing their other friends getting engaged and they're like jealous about it it's like like you said Mm -hmm. you don't really know all the conversations or all the reasons why people are getting engaged and married and rather than just being jealous about it like see if it makes sense for your life and like Mm -hmm. actually evaluate if you're having those conversations with your partner you know I think that when you said that I was like yes yeah like if it's something that's important to you totally you should verbalize it because maybe it's not important to your partner at all and until you put it on their radar they might be like oh I wasn't even thinking about that but um yeah I remember like coming home because 
maybe I can tell our engagement story, but um, so Tyrell and I, he, we went on a vacation to Palm Springs in January. And when we were there, our family friends who were also there were like, so when you uh, going to propose? And he was like, um, I don't know. I hadn't really thought about it that much. And so after that, he was like, you know what? I am going to do that. And one of his good, like his best friend at work was also like, I'm going to propose to my girlfriend too. So then they became like buddies and like they would go to like the diamond seller place together and like would come up with plans and stuff. So anyways. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. I know he had Sadie in on it for a moment where uh, she was supposed to find out my ring size. So yeah it was, it was like fail. right after your palm springs trip, yeah he texts me because we were gonna hang out for a day and we just like walked around yorkville mm-hmm. and we we're gonna just like have a really nice you know girls day and he texts me that morning being like hey i know you're hanging out with tegan today can you try and get her ring size and i was like um first of all does that mean you're going to propose to her and second of all that's not just something <laughs> girls just like chat about like I mean, sometimes it is, but yeah, that was very hard. And I failed that mission because I didn't want to say anything where you were like, knew what I was trying to do. So I was like talking about Missouri and jewelry. And then I was like, okay, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to ruin this if I flat out ask you. So sorry, Tyrell, do something different. You can't count on me here. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You would apparently text him like, sorry, Tegan wasn't that chatty today. (laughs) And he was like, so I heard you were a bitch to Sadie today. And I was like, no, we had like a fine time. What are you talking about? But as we were walking around, I thought about telling you, I think Tyrell's going to propose. But then I thought if he didn't, how embarrassing that would be if I was like, I think Tyrell's going to propose. And then it just like didn't. You'd be like, "Um, girl, are you okay? So I was like, I'm not going to say anything. Yeah, that's so funny. We both definitely had it on like our minds but didn't want to say anything Mm -hmm. the other thing too is had you if you did say something I don't know what I would have done because yeah I would have been like oh my god he is but I can't lie like I would just laugh probably and you'd be like okay so you know something (laughs) like yeah 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 no I remember right before we went on our trip to Hawaii which is when Tyrell proposed we all went for dinner like you me Tyrell and we were sitting and just chatting and I remember talking um, about one of my friend's weddings and as soon as I said like oh remember when so-and-so got married both you and Tyrell went like bright red super wide-eyed and I was like he's gonna propose and you you were both just like oh yeah so anyways (laughs) like I was like okay oh something sus is happening okay but guys like, anytime we talk about you and Tyrell Tegan, I just need to take a minute to just tell you how much I love your guys' relationship. And the fact, oh, thank you. The fact <laughs> that I was, like, in on it, you know, I knew you were going to, like, get proposed to before it actually happened. Like, the fact mm-hmm. we would just go for dinner when the world was open and we could go for dinner. Yeah. Like, oh, I just love you guys so much. And I feel like it's like, you know, the Spice Girl song. If you want to be my lover, you got to get with my friends. <laughs> like, heck yeah. Tyrell yeah, got with exactly. the friends and that's how you know he's a keeper. <laughs> yeah. No, he says he's uh, your best friend more than I am. Yeah. Which is rude. Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure Tyrell's my best friend too. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just because we're very similar, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, man. 
No, yeah. You were the first person I texted. Like, my family was on vacation with us, so I was like, guys, look. But then I texted you a picture with, like, I don't even think I put words. I just sent the picture because I was like, Sadie knew a thousand Yeah, and I was just, like, waiting for it. I was, like, Googling what's the time Mm -hmm. difference between here and Hawaii (laughs) because I need to, like, be awake when Tegan's awake, like, the whole trip. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's so awesome. It was a good day. Yeah, and it's so magical you got engaged in Hawaii. Like, you know, just a place that's so, like, special to you and your family, you know, Mm-hmm. getting to share that with Tyrell and then just having it be part of this is so cheesy but having it be part of your guys love story oh I just love it so yeah. much he said that he proposed in Hawaii so that if we got divorced it would ruin my favorite place <laughs> okay Which savage yeah. yeah yeah a little sassy but okay that same <laughs> this was I'll this the day we got engaged, I'll just like tell the whole little story. Yes, I feel please. like I haven't told it in forever. When we first got engaged, I remember going to work and one of my coworkers, someone asked me like, oh my God, how did it happen? And one of my coworkers was like, oh, we're doing this again. Ugh. And I was like, yeah, imagine what my life is like. If you're annoyed, you've heard it twice. Well, <laughs> I was like I've told this story a million I times. I hope that person's a listener of our podcast because here we go again. Tell it, it again, Tag. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it. But um, yeah, so basically, we flew to Hawaii, got there at night. The very next morning, Hawaii has like a crazy time difference. I think it's six hours behind us. So we were sleeping in until noon our time and getting up at 6 a.m. in Hawaii. Right. So this was all happening super early in the morning there, but like midday for Toronto people. So we woke up and it was during the hockey playoffs. So uh, my parents and my brothers were watching and Tyrell's not very into hockey. So I was like, why don't the two of us, we can just go down to the beach because, you know, he'd never been to Hawaii before. And he was like, yeah, that sounds great. Because then it's like the first day, the two of us alone on the beach. Heck yeah. So we go down to our room. Um, He has the ring in the safe. So he had to bring the ring like through airport security. He did all this research. They said to put it in his carry-on. And then he was like, made sure I wasn't by him when it went through like the x-ray machine and stuff. And they pulled the stuff out of his bag, but they didn't pull that out probably because they could like see it. That's so stressful. uh, I know. And he's like, if I lose this ring, like it's like the most expensive thing he's ever bought. And so... He, like, as soon as we got to the hotel, he was, like, obsessed with the safe. Mm. He was like, everyone, give me your passport so I can put them in the safe. But it was, like, on brand for Tyrell, so no, no one was questioning that. But um, so he gets the ring out of the safe, and he's just wearing these, like, little, um, this little bathing suit. And he puts the ring in the box in his pocket, but it's, like, a huge bulge. So he has to keep his hands in his pocket so no one sees that's, like, so clearly a ring box. And so as we get to the door, my brothers show up and they're like, oh, we decided we're all going to go to the beach. So just give us half an hour. So now we're sitting there waiting. Tyrell can't take his hands out of his pockets. And we're waiting and we're waiting. And then finally, everyone's ready to go to the beach. We get down there. And as soon as we put our stuff down, Tyrell's like, I don't think I want to swim yet. I want to go for a walk. And as soon as he said that, I was like, Tyrell's going to propose to me. Because you don't just say that. (laughs) First time you're at Waikiki, you're not like, F the ocean. Let's walk around. So then it was like, oh, my God. And I, like, couldn't talk or anything. Yeah. And then he wasn't talking either. So we just walked in silence. 
And then he said, um, I don't remember a bunch of what he said because I think I like blacked out. But he said, I definitely remember. I want to take our relationship to the next level and make it official. And I said, "Um, we are official. (laughs) And then he was like, rolled his eyes or something. And then we were standing out in the ocean. And I don't think he realized how crazy the waves are because he um, hadn't like swam in the ocean before. So we were standing out there. And he was getting ready to go down on one knee, but then the waves were so huge. They were, like, up to our, like, necks sometimes. Oh, my gosh. So he, was like, couldn't get down on one knee. So he just, like, had to take out the ring. And it was in, like, a Tiffany blue box. It was very cute. Oh, my goodness. And everyone, like, around us was looking, but they, like, couldn't tell <laughs> if it was a proposal because he was just standing up. But... Yeah. Whoa. And then I said yes, and we walked back. And then the sand was so hot on our feet, we literally had to sprint back <laughs> to my family. And my brother Duncan knew because Tyrell had asked him to maybe take pictures, but then he changed his mind because he wanted to just be the two of us. But as soon as we walked up, Duncan was like, oh, get out of the water, everyone. And yeah. Man. We were engaged. I love it. I love how, like, not filtered that was. You're like, guys, just yeah. spitting facts over here. This is how it went. Yeah. <laughs> but I love and it. it was, I remember it was Raptors versus Philly. Ooh. Game seven. Yep. The Kawhi dagger shot. Because yep. we left at, like, halftime in that game to FaceTime Tyrell's grandma. And then we came back, and I was just like, perfection. Yeah. Come on. And I don't know if this is a good time to bring it up, but you guys still need your Toronto tattoos tag. <laughs> I know. We were just talking about that. Tyrell made a bet that if the Raptors won, and this was when the Raptors, no one thought they were going to win, that he would get a tattoo of Kawhi Leonard. I think he's changed that and he said, I'll just get a Raptors tattoo because now we're anti-Kawhi. Of but... course. Yeah. Because, yeah. yeah. And I just love that because it's like, like you said, just such a like, even though you were in Toronto at that exact moment, you know, uh, actually you were here when they won the championship or whatever, but even still that shot was mm-hmm. iconic on the day you got yeah. engaged and it was the year that you got engaged. Plus the Raptors won the NBA championships. Like, yes. Yeah. Needs to be, so yeah. Perfect. Needs a tattoo. <laughs> people are yeah, listening exactly. like, what? How did we get here? <laughs> yeah, these people are crazed. Yeah, this is just our life. I asked Tyrell, were you more stressed about the proposal or the Raptors playing Philly? <laughs> and he was like, well, I knew you'd say yes to the proposal. I did not know that the Raptors would beat Philly. <laughs> Love it. So that, yeah. Yeah, but I was like, yeah. And like, let's just talk about too, like how much coordination it takes on the guy's part. Like, I feel like girls Mm -hmm. don't really think about that. They're more just like, I want a ring. I want a ring. Like, this is what I want. And it's like, okay. But like you said, like Tyrell planned this out months ahead of time. Like January Mm -hmm. was when he started seriously thinking about it. Your trip was in May. And then he had to order this ring. I'm so glad he had, like, a friend to, like, do all that with. Yeah, like, do it with. <laughs> I feel not a lot of guys do. Maybe they do. I don't know. But that's so great. And then also the yeah. fact you got engaged in Hawaii and, like, he had to get this ring there. Oh, like, that's so stressful. Yeah, it's crazy. Especially, like, I feel like there's so much... 
about like what if he picks an ugly ring and blah 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 mm. like there's so much pressure and a lot of rings especially diamond rings are so 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 expensive yeah like it's insane like my wedding dress is one of the most expensive things I've ever bought like it's like the same price that my computer is that I use every single day yeah. and it's like one-sixth of the price of the ring my or gosh. something crazy so that's why it's like no one should be surprised that this is happening yeah 100 if you're forking out that dough yeah yeah wow okay so that is the beginning of tegan's wedding stories i think teg what happened um after you were engaged like walk people through when you started wedding planning how did you start all of this was obviously before COVID was a thing. Um, so mm-hmm. we obviously had to make some changes, but how did you get started with the wedding planning? Yeah, I will say for anyone who gets engaged, be prepared. The first day you get engaged, everyone's going to ask you, so when's the wedding? And you'll be That's like, so girl, it's been two hours. I don't know. I literally yeah. got asked probably three or four times, when's the wedding? And I was like, like you can't just decide that like you pick a venue first and then you pick your date but yeah yeah people want to know and so if you get engaged be prepared for that but yeah we basically well we were on vacation so it was a little different some people on vacation were like well we can set it up this week we'll get married on the beach (laughs) we're like no it's okay (laughs) but uh yeah So we enjoyed our trip, but then I remember like on the plane back, I bought all these wedding magazines, which was my first clue how ridiculous the wedding industry is because they were like $20. Mm -hmm. I was used to magazines being like 12, but no, because these are fancy. And so I was like, wow, weddings are expensive. So I got the Knot magazine because I feel like it's a little um, like younger demographic Mm -hmm. and it actually in every single edition comes with a checklist of like okay so you're engaged what next so like as we were sitting at the airport I was reading it aloud and I remember like my brothers being like you don't need half that crap we'll do it and I was like no it's okay (laughs) but we talked about our dates we had said we wanted to maybe get married in 2021 but then my mom wanted it to be sooner and so she offered to pay for a big chunk of the wedding if we would push it up and we were like heck yeah yeah that sounds amazing thank you of course and so we pushed it up to 2020 still unsure of the date we liked the idea of fall and then we figured out who we wanted to be in our like bridal party and our groom's party we had kind of figured it out before we left hawaii because i bought everyone's my bridesmaids gifts in hawaii Mm -hmm. Tyrell was like, you need gifts for them? And I was like, yes, <laughs> you fool. <laughs> uh, so yeah, once you get them on board, then it's like, uh, there are like so many resources now. Like I feel like back in the day, it would be a much bigger ordeal planning a wedding because it's like, how do you even know? Yeah. Whereas now there's like wedding wire and the knot and they literally come with like a checklist mm-hmm. and a budget maker and a guest list maker. Yeah. And they tell you exactly how to do everything. So then past that point, it's just like time. Yeah. And I think that's awesome. I didn't realize those magazines came with those sorts of resources. Like that's pretty mm-hmm. cool. And I know Tag 
well, first of all, even like Pinterest, like you can just search Pinterest, mm-hmm. obviously for like decor and like, you know, the whole look and feel of your actual wedding ceremony and reception and whatnot, but also for right. infographics, you know, as to those, what you need to do and when um, you can find all that stuff there. Yeah. I already had a lot of stuff on my Pinterest too. Yeah. Like before I went on the trip, I had like um, the top 10 things you need to do once you get engaged and that kind of stuff already pinned. Yeah. So I knew and I was ready. Yeah. Do you find like were your brothers right? Did you find a lot of the things on those checklist type things weren't totally necessary? Okay. I was also just going to say that I feel like you're saying back then when there weren't, this is going to come out so dumb now, but back then when there weren't all those resources and there wasn't mm-hmm. Pinterest, like I feel like that's why things were so standard was because Right. You know, like there wasn't Pinterest to like dream outside the box kind of thing. So every wedding mm-hmm. just kind of looked the same and all the traditions were pretty much the same where now it's like there's so many options and your wedding can be literally whatever you want. And obviously there's still a lot of traditional weddings, you know, that have to be, you know, take place in a church and have to, you know, right. follow this certain guest list and whatever else. But now it's kind of a lot more like freeing and your wedding can be whatever the heck you want. So I can imagine it's exciting, but also like super overwhelming. So yeah. Tag, did you find though, like those checklists and whatnot were helpful or did you find them just like you said, like this industry just hyping things up and like stressing you out and trying to take advantage of you? Yeah, I feel like one of my friends who was married before me, she said, like, never go to wedding shows because all they are are people trying to prey on indecisive people. Yeah. And so I feel like with the entire industry, if you like something and that's what you want, then do that. And don't let, like, if you were not doing, like, the garter toss or the bouquet toss because I think that's weird. So it's like, okay, no biggie, then don't do it. Because it's your day. And like, who cares? Really? Like, obviously, there are some things like Sadie was saying, maybe you have to get married in a church. Mm -hmm. That's, you know, that's just part of it. And then you build around that. But for the most part, you can kind of do whatever you want, especially now, like even my mom, when we were dress shopping, she was like, I wish they had dresses like this when I was getting married yeah because I was going for like a very like boho kind of style and she was like I would have loved to have a dress like this but it just wasn't a thing back then whereas now any dress you want like any color yeah you can find somewhere totally which is yeah um not to put you on the spot or anything but do you remember some of those like key milestones i'm sure like if people are engaged right now listening they are already like aware of this but for people who just want to like live through your story or dream of someday (laughs) like how far in advance did you have to like buy a dress or how Mm. far in advance did you have to book a venue all that kind of stuff yeah so outside of outfits i was kind of told that as far in advance as possible is what you should be booking everything yeah so the first thing you do is book your venue because you might have a date in mind and then you find your perfect venue and they're like we do not have that date available Mm -hmm. so before you decide anything you decide 
your venue and then they will tell you what dates they have available and then you kind of pick your date from there so that's what happened we got or we were planning to get married on thanksgiving saturday um because it was october 10th 2020 so 10 10 2020 which seemed like a strong number and our favorite band did their like last ever concert on thanksgiving so we thought that was cool too Mm -hmm. and so our venue had that day open that was the only day for the room that we wanted the only day they had available for the entire fall by the point we looked which was um i want to say 15 months in advance and yeah it's severe out there and with covid it's so much worse because now it's two and three years worth of weddings trying to squish into the next year so literally like as soon as you decide you have to know what your budget is i guess that's what i should say first and foremost because like you can find any venue at any point if you're willing to pay a million dollars so we had originally wanted to get married in toronto but the venues were just insane yeah like the price for our venue we are getting married in my hometown the price of our venue there for open bar food uh hotels parking servers linens like everything it's all inclusive it comes with a wedding planner was the price of just reserving the venue at some of the places I looked in Toronto, not including food, drink, parking, hotels, anything. And the craziest part is the venue you did end up booking is super, super nice. Like, it's like one of the nicest places outside the city where for that Mm -hmm. same price, you'd get like the worst place in the city. You know what I mean? Like, it's just so crazy. Yeah, exactly. And it's nuts and you can kind of like whatever budget you want to do so for those who don't like know me personally um Tyrell and I still got married in October 2020 just in my parents backyard with a really really limited guest list Um, we only had 35 people which I think is what the legal amount was allowed in Ontario at the time and that wedding only cost us I think three thousand dollars So it's like, it doesn't have to be this huge grant. Like if you only want to spend, you know, a thousand dollars, then that's totally fine. It's your wedding's kind of what you make it. You just have to be sure of yourself because people are trying to take advantage. And I love the tip where if you're trying to decide if you should buy something for your wedding and you're unsure, think about if you would have it in your house. And if you wouldn't have it in your house every single day, you shouldn't spend the money on it for your wedding. Hmm. Interesting. Because things are expensive and your wedding pictures are going to be in your house every single day. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think also there's been not just because of COVID, but even before that, like micro weddings is becoming a big thing. Like, Mm -hmm. Like you said, like just... 20 people or like very small intimate ceremony and then even in like Mm. little tiny venues that aren't actually wedding venues but they're just you know like party venues or whatever um I think that's becoming a big thing and like you said they're marketed for like weddings under five thousand dollars like you don't Mm. need to have a huge budget to have like a beautiful wedding so yeah I love that and I think if you want that beautiful wedding then like you said like 
actually, I don't know if you really did mention this, but the whole 2021 vision was because you knew that's how much time you needed to save up for the type of wedding you wanted, you know, but the fact Mm -hmm. that your parents were chipping in allowed you to bump it up by a year. So I think that too Mm -hmm. is like super practical and I think a lot of people want to get married, but they don't realize how expensive weddings are, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. And yeah, like we, when we first got engaged, we talked about what are the things we want to see at our wedding. And uh, we had said, like, we want to have an open bar. We want everyone, like, dancing all night. Like, we want it to just feel like a huge party. Like, the ceremony could be five minutes long. Mm -hmm. And so that was part of our decision to postpone our, we postponed our reception basically, was because even if we went forward, like dancing wasn't allowed, we just, it wasn't going to look like how we wanted it to look and the things that we valued wouldn't be there. Totally, yeah. And so I think if you're someone who is trying to think about whether you should be postponing your wedding or not, or anything really, who knows? you have to think about what are the things that you value and if covid's taking that away then postpone 100 percent. totally so for people who don't know you tag and even maybe people who do know you but haven't heard you talk about your wedding like do you want to walk us through what that wedding in your backyard did look like the wedding that did take place on october 10th 2020 (laughs) yeah sure so basically June 3rd, 2020, my birthday, I decided to postpone because we were like, I don't think this thing's going to be gone by October. And we were right. (laughs) This thing being COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And so the first thing I did was I reached out to my venue because they have our biggest deposit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I was like, we need to postpone. What's the deal? And at that point, they had one Saturday left for all of autumn. And so we were like, okay. For all of autumn 2021. Yeah. Like for the so next year. So we were year. like, yeah. who cares about the other venue- vendors? We're just going to say yes. Because she was like, I need to have a confirmation in the next hour or else it's going to the next bride on the list. My goodness. And so I was like, yeah, confirm Cut it. So, throat. Uh, <laughs> It's a severe business. It's funny because it's like the nicest ladies who work in the wedding business, but they are no nonsense. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's intense. And so basically from there, then we had to email all of our other vendors. We, the only one who couldn't do the new date was our DJ. And he was nice enough to give us back our deposit. That's good. Which like he didn't have to do, but he was like, you know. I don't want to be a shitty person. So he sent us back our deposit. We found a new DJ who was double the price, which is a bummer. But And then we kind of just had to decide if we still wanted to get legally married, which we eventually did. So once we decided, because I really liked the date. So we decided, okay, we do want to get legally married still. What can that look like? And my officiant from the beginning was like super open with what's allowed. Like I remember her saying at the beginning of the pandemic, we can have you two, myself, and two witnesses all standing six feet apart wearing masks. And I'll just come and sign the paperwork. And then eventually by October here in Ontario, 
things had calmed down, but were kind of starting to ramp up. And so I remember it was like two weeks before the wedding. We were going to have, I think, 45 people or 50 people, including like hired help. Mm -hmm. And two weeks before the wedding, they changed the rules that it had to be 25 people. So then we had to figure out a whole plan. Yeah. <laughs> Which was stressful, but yeah. I know. We did it. it was literally like I feel like a month before the wedding it was like, okay, like you said, okay, now we're down to under fifty people. And then it was literally two weeks yeah. before the wedding. It's like, okay, now it's twenty five people. And it was like every time you kept coming up with a plan, there were new COVID restrictions in place. You had to revise the plan and then revise the plan again. Mm-hmm. So what Tegan ended up doing was having like rotating out her guests pretty much. And I think this is so, I feel like in a few years we'll look back and laugh at this because it's just so crazy. But basically Mm -hmm. because if people aren't like following how the wedding industry is being impacted by COVID, we'll give you a little rundown right now. But basically the actual ceremony, it can I think it can be like justified as like a religious get together kind of thing. Yes. So therefore the yeah. restrictions around it are a lot bigger than just rather, or sorry, uh, regular outdoor gatherings. So for the actual mm-hmm. ceremony tag, I think you could have 50 people. Was I it? think you could have or 100. Okay. Outside. Okay. Because yeah, like you have rights as a Canadian and one of them is like to religious freedoms. Okay. And so they were like, we're not going to mess with that because yeah. we're going to get sued. Yeah. Um, so everybody yeah. was there to see them get married. Like, you know, walk down mm-hmm. the aisle. Everybody signs the paperwork. You kiss your bride and husband. Wow, this is great. Or wife and husband. Mm-hmm. And then we had to then divide the like guests into two people or two people. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I can't talk. Here we go. Um, into two <laughs> groups. So you had like group A at and then group B. So group B had to leave after the ceremony. Group A stayed. We had like a little dinner. So Tegan's mm-hmm. family friends like catered the thing and yeah. had we had put together like picnic baskets. So everybody was at their own table. Six, all the tables were six feet apart. People were seated at the tables with their household and their social bubbles. So like it was like a yeah. lot of logistics. So group a got to eat their dinner and it wasn't technically considered a reception you know it was just kind of like an outdoor gathering yeah an outdoor like (laughs) picnic literally it was like a park picnic that everybody else was having in the park while we're having it in your Mm -hmm. parents backyard after a wedding ceremony (laughs) so then after that and also i will mention we did like our speeches and I think, yeah, I think that was kind of it. Then group A left for the night. Group B came back. They got to eat. We did the speeches Mm -hmm. and everything again. And then group B got to stay the rest of the night or however much longer they wanted. But it was still very low key. And like, I don't think you were technically supposed to dance, but we did have like a sound system out and we're like socializing Mm -hmm. and dancing. Once people were drinking, then it was like, yeah harder to implement masks and dancing but by that point we were down to like I think 10 I was gonna say yeah maybe not even 10 yeah and people were wearing their masks you know like it was even Mm -hmm. though we're outside like people if they didn't want to 
socialize or like dance or whatever. They were just sitting at their tables, you know, and if anybody Mm -hmm. wanted to go towards them, like it was like mask on, are you okay with this? Like, you know, it was just very, um, it's kind of like funny when you think back on it. And like, I, I think my favorite part of that whole story and why I find it so funny is that we were all together for the ceremony, but then to eat dinner, we had to separate everybody into two groups. Like that's just yeah. so it made stupid. No logical yeah, sense. it didn't. But you guys found a workaround and it ended up being like this really beautiful wedding. We are going to share pictures on social media mm-hmm. the week this episode drops. So definitely check those out because the wedding pictures are beautiful. You'll see the whole backyard just set up like Tegan walked down an aisle that was all like bohemian rugs, like colorful mm-hmm. rugs. Like it was so cozy. You had this beautiful archway with the most gorgeous flowers that were like Hawaii inspired, telling that love story we just told the listeners about. Like it was absolutely (laughs) beautiful. But like you said, it was in literally your childhood home backyard. Yeah. (laughs) And yeah. Sorry, go ahead. I'm just like going on and on because I love your wedding so much. (laughs) There was just so much like work that went into it like setting up because we had planned to have this at a venue that came with a wedding planner with the idea that we would just drop off everything and they deal with it and that clearly was not the case and so there were like so many things like my dad and grandpa they made our arbor um our neighbors tore out we have a huge hedge along our backyard and we were like okay great that'll be in the back of pictures put some lights on it our neighbors without telling us tore out half of the hedge So then we had like this huge just blank spot. So my dad and grandpa had to build a fence like the month before the wedding. And my brother had to do all of the gardening because this was during COVID too. So it's not even like you could hire people to help. Like no one was going anywhere. And like stores are closed and stuff too. Like it's Yeah, exactly. Well, and I like for my dress, I had ordered a dress because you have to order a dress, I think six months in advance because they're all custom made to you and your measurements. Mm -hmm. So you have to order them far enough in advance that they can come and then you can still get them taken in if you need to. So I had ordered a dress and it was supposed to come in like July and it was the end of September and I still hadn't heard. You bought the dress in January, didn't you? Yeah. Like that's like nine months before it even got Mm -hmm. in, never mind like you're saying all that time for alterations and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, But it was because a lot of the fabric was coming from China, which was like, obviously having a pretty severe shutdown. So none of the dressmakers could get the fabric and then so on and so on. So my dress did come in time by like a week, I think, or it might have been a couple weeks before. But at that point, I had already bought another dress Mm -hmm. Um, just off Kijiji, I bought someone's dress that they wore to their wedding in like 1970. Yeah. (laughs) And so I I haven't worn my actual wedding dress yet. So it's because I was like, now that I had another option, I was like, I don't want it to get ruined. I still want to have like my wow moment Mm -hmm. at my venue. I still want it to be a surprise for Tyrell. So I'm saving my fancy dress for our actual like reception Mm -hmm. but in the meantime yeah I bought a dress off Kijiji and the lady said that she was my exact size when she wore it but she (laughs) is a liar um I think she actually said she weighed more than me 
And then it like would not even get close to doing up. Oh my god. So gosh. I was like, only if your head weighs like 45 pounds. <laughs> Actually, maybe your head does. I have no idea. Yeah. How much your head I weighs. I don't know either. It probably weighs like 50 pounds. <laughs> I don't know. Lots of brains, but yeah. So then my grandma had to alter it, um, which my grandma is like a great seamstress she like made my mom's bridesmaids dresses for her wedding and stuff so and I it came with like a see-through kind of shirt moment because it was like spaghetti straps it was really cute it kind of had like early 2000s vibes the dress itself like someone would wear it to prom in like 2002 because I had little spaghetti straps but it just did not fit so what we actually did was we cut it into just a skirt and then I wore the see-through top just with my boobs out. <laughs> yeah. Because that's on brand. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so cute because all of a sudden now it's like this lacy crop top and this beautiful mm-hmm. white full skirt. And you're like this like boho but super hip modern bride. Like it just worked yeah. so well. Like you would have had no idea that the dress didn't fit before your grandma like did her magic on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it was kind of like the perfect mix of like retro because like it was obviously yeah. from the 70s and it had huge bell sleeves and a high neck, which I feel like is very 70s. Mm-hmm. But making it cropped made it like seem new because now there are like so many cropped wedding dresses you can get now that are like super hip. Yeah. But- yeah. So Tegan's grandma did the dress and then Teg, you did basically all the decorations. Like you got a lot of mm-hmm. things from Facebook Marketplace and, you know, like things like that. But there was also a lot of, like, Tegan learned calligraphy, guys. Like, she was dedicated to Mm -hmm. this. Like, she wanted to address (laughs) her invites and stuff, like, by writing in calligraphy on them. So she was, like, dedicated. This girl had goals. She had vision. She did the work (laughs) to make it all come to life, which I'm so proud of you. But you also had, like, handwritten signs and stuff like it was a Mm -hmm. lot of work but it just turned out so beautiful and so personable and like so you guys you know like such a cozy intimate beautiful wedding like absolutely (laughs) yeah I was thinking about because obviously like I asked Sadie to be my bridesmaid in like I think it was May 2019 and here we are uh, like I get two years later, still planning a wedding. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder if Sadie's going to do more work on my wedding or if I'm going to do more work on her wedding eventually. <laughs> and then I was thinking about it and I was like, no, that girl is going to get me to do calligraphy on every <laughs> single invite. She's going to invite like 300 people. I'm gonna, <laughs> like, it, I'm not even joking. It took me like two hours. I only sent out 30 invites and it took me two oh, hours. Man. So it's going to be like a full-time yeah. job writing out all your know, invites. And-, and you'll be like, mm, that one doesn't <laughs> look good, redo. And I feel so bad because I went to a calligraphy workshop with Tegan and the goal mm-hmm. was, you know, for me to learn so that I could help her but I just Mm. I showed up and I was trying and I was like nope this isn't for me (laughs) (laughs) which is not what your maid of honor should do at all I was like sign me up for something different just calligraphy anything artistic like no but other things I feel like I could maybe shine with (laughs) 
Yeah. One of my favorite pictures from the wedding is that we had like a checklist. We had two checklists, of course. Um, one that was like decor that needed to go out, what it was supposed to look like, where I was supposed to go, that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then one that was just like the order of how things are going, what things, because there are so many moving pieces when you're doing it all yourself. Yeah. Like, cause we couldn't have a DJ or anything. So it's like, this song has to be played at this time and this person has to go stand over here and this person has to say this Mm -hmm. and then we switched the song and blah 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 like there's so many moving pieces so we had another checklist that was just kind of stuff like that but my favorite picture is there's one of Sadie in her mask like looking at the checklist like so (laughs) severely they're like yeah that's something yeah that's where I shine is I can hold people to a schedule I can like arrange stuff I can like set stuff up I can host a party but I cannot address the invites. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, that's okay. (laughs) Yeah. But I think that's so true. Like, Teg, you brought up such great points. Like, on top of the decor, you were also putting together, like, your playlist for the night. You had a dinner Mm -hmm. playlist, you know, a reception playlist for after dinner. Yeah. um, All that kind of stuff. So, it was a lot without a wedding planner. But I think it all – you guys will see the pictures. It was honestly such a dreamy day. Yeah, we killed it. It was a little cold, rained a little, but yeah, we managed. <laughs> so, Tag, what? Yeah, actually, it did rain a little bit, but you had umbrellas mm-hmm. even. Like these guys were set yeah. because we were stuck to outside. Like indoor mm-hmm. gatherings were not a thing. Plus, we were at Tegan's parents' house, so it's like you can't bring yeah, all these no guests in the house. Yeah. yeah. So you guys even had umbrellas, which were like white and super cute, Mm -hmm. like literally thought of everything. And the whole night was really, really great. Can you tell our listeners what the plan is for this year? What you're kind of thinking for this October, knowing this is when you have the venue booked and, Mm -hmm. you know, hopefully you get to wear that beautiful dress that you haven't worn yet. Yeah. (laughs) I'm worried because dresses, like, discolor. Like, oh. especially, like, when they're made of, like, nice material. Just keep so it I've out of got it, like It should be okay. Yeah, it's... Well, it came in, like, a garment bag. Yeah. And then the garment bag's, like, in a closet. But I'm still, like, paranoid. And I was, like... I don't know if I should have it, like, laying down. Or if I should keep it hanging. Or if that will damage, like, the straps. But she said to keep it hanging, yeah. so... I feel like as long we'll as it's not exposed to sunlight... Or any type yeah. of moisture, it should be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's at my parents' house right now. Perfect. Fingers crossed. Yeah. But yeah, so as far as the next wedding, how lucky I get to have two <laughs> weddings. The wedding that never ends. Basically, we have our date for October that, fingers crossed, we can actually have. But like I said, we want to have dancing. Mm-hmm. And so, and that's like one of the strictest thing. Like, I don't even know if in green you can have dancing. Um, It might be like dancing with limitations, whatever that means. Like certain things, masks don't bug me that much. I actually think they look kind of cool in pictures because it's like, imagine telling like your grandkids, like we got married in the play. But (laughs) so basically we're holding out planning, paused planning until June. And then because around June is when we would have to order our invitations, which is a big spending item. Mm. Like it's going to be, you know, three or four hundred dollars. So obviously, before we go ahead with that, we want to make sure that the dates on the invitations are the dates that are going to actually happen. So we're paused on planning until June. Supposedly, everyone will have at least their first dose 
by June of the vaccine. So we should be seeing a significant decrease in COVID if the vaccine is working as it's supposed to. But now you never know. Like variants are popping up. Mm -hmm. Literally, who knows? And that's only the first dose of vaccine. So we still don't really know. So and then at that point in June, we decide whether we want to go ahead, which if that's the case, then we go into like full blown panic mode because there is so many things we have not done, but we're not going to do like none of the uh, bridal party has outfits. Tyrell doesn't have an outfit, stuff like Mm -hmm. that, but whatever, we'll figure it out when we get there. Or if we get to June and things are still not looking good, we will just postpone again crazy and I think too like what's so great is like your officiant is amazing and she's been Mm -hmm. like that person who's been like okay this is how the restrictions impact you you know and like your specific ceremony so I feel like now especially that this is our second year of this I feel like if you're in this situation as a bride-to-be like definitely lean on your vendors because they are like tapped into what's going on because this is obviously Mm -hmm. their livelihood. And yeah, I think you can definitely count on them for support 100%. Yeah. Well, it was like our officiant who said to do the staggered dinners. Like she was like, if you have too many guests, just do two over, you know, like a couple hours or over two days. Because she, first off, she didn't want to break the laws. Obviously, we didn't want to break the laws either Mm -hmm. because- you know, we wanted to be responsible and she didn't want to because she could like lose her license and it's her job. She doesn't want to look bad. Yeah. On top of that, she was like, I want to keep myself safe. So she warned us and was like, if I show up here and things do not look safe, I have the right to refuse unsafe work in Ontario. I am not coming. Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, for sure. But then she actually said that our wedding was the safest wedding she had been to the entire season. Heck yeah. Badge of honor right there. I I live for that kind of praise. (laughs) I was like, I'm the best. Okay, great. I'm the best bride you've ever like met. Is that what yeah. I'm taking away from this? Amazing. <laughs> That's so awesome. Yeah. But she knew like literally, and I could email her at any time. And she's like, so these are the rules. Here's what we can do. Here's what I feel comfortable doing. Yeah. You know, that kind of stuff. Because there's so much information. And people are really like wrapped up in it. I remember like in April, like at the beginning of COVID reaching out to someone I followed on Instagram who was also engaged. And I was like, have you decided if you're going to postpone your wedding? And she was like, I obviously have done it because I'm not selfish. And I was like, okay, girl, (laughs) go off, I guess. Yeah. But that is just the tip of the iceberg of like people have so much stake and so much emotion wrapped up in like weddings. Yeah. It brings out the crazy in people sometimes. Yeah. I was going to ask you, and hopefully this is an okay question to ask, but I feel like people always say your wedding day is supposed to be like the best day of your life, right? At, mm-hmm. Or one of the best days of your life. But I feel people often switch and are like, but when it's actually happening, you realize how you're getting married more so for your friends and family, like for them to mm-hmm. come and celebrate your love and like for them to right. witness it. Did you find that at all? Or were were you very much like, this is my day, this is our day? And as a follow-up to that, Mm. because I'm going into (laughs) full-on interviewer mode right now, do you think it will be different for your bigger wedding when you have, you know, your whole guest list there? Mm. 
Yeah, I feel like I am actually very lucky that I get to have two weddings. Yeah. Like, I have so much to be grateful for because not only did, like, our wedding went perfectly, no one got sick, everyone, you know, followed the rules, um, but it also gave me a chance to kind of do, like, a dress rehearsal. Mm -hmm. Now, we did legally get married, so that part was real, but at the same time, it's like, if something messed up or if something, like, you didn't like, you're like, okay, well, we got another one. Let's fix it. Like, I know my mom wore flip-flops and she hated that she wore flip-flops she wanted to because like it was the backyard super chill but then she was just like I actually don't like it and so she's like okay great round two I'm not wearing flip-flops I know what I want because it's so hard like you don't know until you're actually like in it yeah so yeah and so for the next one I feel like a lot of the pressure is off like I was nervous about like walking down the aisle because I was like, everyone's going to be looking at me. Like, my posture is going to be bad. I'm going to be looking so weird. I'm going to be, like, freaking out. But now I'm like, Psh, whatever. Like, my mom doesn't want to... I have both my mom and dad walk me down the aisle. And they're like, we don't want to do that again because we hated it. So I'm just going to walk my damn self down the aisle <laughs> yes, at the next girl. one. But I'm like, there's, like, no stress about it anymore. Like, I'm just, like, get to have my dress reveal moment. Yes. And, like, come on Look out there. At me. And... We, for the first wedding, we didn't do a first look because Tyrell and I, we wanted the first time we saw each other to be like as we were walking down the aisle. Whereas for the next one, we're going to do a first look and we're going to do all of our photos before the ceremony because it's not like the legal ceremony. Mm -hmm. And so like our whole bridal party, they don't have to spend the cocktail hour taking like stage pictures with us because that'll already be done in the day everyone can just spend the cocktail hour like actually having cocktails and having fun yeah yeah everyone's got to do their speeches beforehand I tried to wing it and I've learned do not wing it write a speech (laughs) so I'm gonna do that oh good yeah and I think too just the fact that your first wedding was just your literally your family like your immediate family your grandparents Mm -hmm. and your closest family friends it makes it more just about you guys because, yeah, you know, these are people that you're around all the time anyway. There's not that added pressure necessarily of like, mm-hmm. now I have a hundred guests watching me, you know? So it was like, like you said, you're yeah. legally married and you did that, you know, with your closest friends and family there. And now the second one, it's just literally a big party that you get to enjoy. So yeah. if it's about, it'll be about you, but even if it's, you know, more like a show for other people, it's like, whatever, you're already married. You already did, already did the deed. (laughs) Yep, exactly. I wonder if Tyrell will cry the second time. That's what I'm curious about. I feel like Tyrell will just be like, here we, like, finally, let's just go. Let's just. (laughs) Yeah, that's what he was saying for this one. And then I thought I was going to cry and I was like completely stone-faced. Yeah. This is the same when I got engaged. I watch engagement videos and I sob. But when it was me, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think, and that was you when you bought your dress too. Like, I think yeah. it's just when you're like. That stressed me out so much. I thought it's the expectation that I'm supposed to have like a moment where I'm like overcome and then I don't. So then I feel like I'm like letting people down, but. No, girl, you're not letting people down. I think that's just how you like <laughs> deal with like overwhelming emotions, you know, like me, I just it's literally just break down crying. <laughs> like if I'm happy, if I'm sad, I cry. 
Yeah. Where you, you're just like, chill. Like. Yeah. I don't even think there was like a single moment where I was going to cry. Like when I got engaged, when my parents hugged me, I like felt it because they were crying. And I was like, oh, okay, nice. But like the whole wedding, I was just like, (laughs) okay, we here. Where's my drink? (laughs) So it was more like excitement than anything. Yeah. Like it wasn't like happy tears. It was just like, hell yeah, let's go. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah. But Tyrell cried. Yeah. After he said he wouldn't, because he said crying was stupid and it doesn't make any sense. He was like, why do all these men cry? Like, what are they even crying about? Now we know. It's like they're crying that they're so lucky. (laughs) You idiot. Duh. And sure enough, he cried. Oh, man. I love that so much. I think my favorite moment from that whole day, and this is just me being selfish and giving my two cents right now, <laughs> but my favorite moment from that whole day, and I'm so glad we have a picture of this, is once you did walk down the aisle because we literally were like, also like five seconds before Tegan was supposed to like go out the door to like walk down the aisle, like her zipper on her dress broke. So mm-hmm. they had to like pin her up and like it was just kind of chaotic, like the 10 minutes yeah. like all day it was kind of chaotic but pretty chill like putting the final yeah pieces. it was chaotic but we were like getting stuff yeah. done so it didn't feel exactly bad. and yeah. then like the 10 minutes before the ceremony was supposed to start taking stress breaks and it felt a little bit more chaotic because then it's like oh crap yeah. like people are here people are waiting you know but mm-hmm. anyways we get her dress fixed up i leave her in the house with her parents and i like run out to like I didn't walk down the aisle. I ran out and just like stood at the end of the aisle with Tyrell. And Tegan, obviously, like she said, her parents walked her down the aisle. And I remember before you guys walked down, we were talking about, so what happens when you get at the end of the aisle? You know, like what's supposed to happen? And I was like, I think you're supposed to hug your parents. And then I think one of them is supposed to pull your veil back. And then we just like talked Mm -hmm. about that. But anyways, Tegan walks down the aisle. She hugs her parents and she gives me her bouquet. But she's like, I'm just going to give you a hug as well. And I was just so (laughs) like, that was my favorite part of the whole day because I was just like, girl, you're about to get married. And I was like, just feeling it all. I feel like I was tearing up in that moment. And then there's like, I don't know if it's, I just don't think it's normal for you to hug your maid of honor at the end of the aisle. No, I don't think so. (laughs) It felt weird to just be like, hold my bouquet. (laughs) Your bitch. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My damn Exactly. But I just felt so like proud of you. And I was just like, so in my feels in that hug. And we definitely have a picture of it. And I'm like dying Mm -hmm. laughing because I just was so (laughs) in love with that moment. Oh, I loved it so much. Yeah, I definitely did almost cry. I just remembered. There was a part in our ceremony where we read a quote from Fantastic Mr. Fox. Mm. I think we're both glowing. Do another toast, Dad. Okay, uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, right, okay. They say all foxes are slightly allergic to linoleum, but it's cool to the paw. Try it. They say my tail needs to be dry cleaned twice a month, but now it's fully detachable, see? They say our tree may never grow back, but one day something will. Yes, these crackles are made of synthetic goose, and these giblets come from artificial squab, and even these apples look fake but at least they've got stars on them. 
I guess my point is, we'll eat tonight, and we'll eat together, and even in this not particularly flattering light, you are without a doubt the five and a half most wonderful wild animals I've ever met in my life. So let's raise our boxes to our survival. It was just so perfect for like COVID yeah. and everything. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so cute. But the rest of the ceremony, Tyrell was talking to me about random stuff. And I was like, shh, <laughs> we can talk about it later. He was like, yeah, the hotel room is not that good. I stubbed my toe today. And I'm like, shh, honey, no. <laughs> we have to listen right now. <laughs> yeah. It's because we were apart for like 12 hours. And he was like, so much stuff has happened. You won't believe it. <laughs> And then all oh. like my aunt was like, "Oh my god, what was he saying up there?" Like thinking it would be like, "You're so beautiful." But no. <laughs> he was like, "So I stubbed my toe this morning and it really hurts still." <laughs> I was like, "Okay, we'll deal with that after this." <laughs> I think he was just trying to distract himself from not crying more than he already was. <laughs> yeah. It is weird cuz you're standing up in front of everyone. It's like the moment when people are singing happy birthday to you. Yeah. And you're just like, I don't know what to do. Here I am. I'm the center of attention. That was us, except it goes on for like 20 minutes where you're just like standing there and you're looking at each other and you want to smile because you want to look good in the pictures. (laughs) But like, it's weird. Oh, man. Yeah. That's so. What a day. Yeah. Oh, I I love though reliving that. Like, this is exactly what I needed right now. Just like a little (laughs) bit of joy again. Uh, So good. Yeah. (laughs) I watch, I have like a highlight of it on my Instagram and I watch my highlight like nonstop. I didn't like, I didn't post that much because I obviously didn't have my phone, but uh, I like reposted everyone's stories of me and now every, it's like once a month I click through and I'm like, oh, we got married. Yeah. I definitely need to start doing that. Just like creep watching your highlight of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Cause this is making me, yeah, this is making me so happy right now. It's just so funny because there's so much buildup. Like, there's so much that goes into a wedding. Yeah. And so there's, like, 70,000, you know, Instagram stories of us, like, prepping stuff and working together to do stuff. Especially, like, once we decided, okay, this is happening. It's in the backyard. We only had, like, two months to do Mm -hmm. it. So we had to figure out, like, food beverages. So we were doing, like, wine tastings on Sunday nights because we were like, we have no other options right now. But Oh, man. So good. So, so good. Yeah. And it's chaotic it's in the though. time. Yeah. But it's so fun to like look back on and be like, wow, we did that. Like you pulled yeah. off that entire wedding, like you said, with two months planning of doing literally mm-hmm. everything. So that is amazing. Yeah. I feel like this is why like it's so important to pick people you like for your bridal party because there's so much I feel like politics around it like well they invited me to be their bridesmaid so now but it's like no these are the people who are there for you when you need to get stuff done so like pick it wisely and I think I did. Yeah 100% I think you did too and I love that view like it shouldn't be like Mm-hmm. you owe somebody something therefore they're going to be your bridesmaid like you said like it's literally like listen you are my bitches for the next year of wedding planning <laughs> we have shit to three years do. if it's my wedding <laughs> yeah we have shit to do let's get down to business but Tag, i think yeah, that's a great exactly. transition because i do i did want to talk about um 
for any listeners, especially in your 20s, I feel everybody Mm -hmm. reaches a point in their 20s where all of a sudden all their friends are getting married. And there's like bound to be a point in your 20s where you're a bridesmaid or just one of your really great friends is getting married and you're like involved somehow. And it's just like, especially if you've never been a bridesmaid or you've never gone to a wedding before, it's like, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to help you? Mm-hmm. Like, I have no idea how to be a bridesmaid. And like we were saying, there's resources similar to, you know, checklists for brides. There's like checklists for maid of honors, checklists for bridesmaids, um, mm-hmm. all available on like Pinterest and whatever else. I'm sure probably in these bridal magazines as well. But Teg, I mm-hmm. thought we could just kind of give a quick overview of what it's like to be a bridesmaid slash maid of honor. Sure. Yeah. So I'll speak from the maid of honor perspective. You speak from the bride perspective. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like, and we'll tackle this. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do feel like I could have been a better maid of honor, but it's just so hard because it's like with things changing so much, this is not I just don't Tegan think you could I... have been any better. I don't really like, to give context for people who weren't there, Sadie like the end of the night, everyone was like the most drunk I've ever seen people, probably in the entire world. And Sadie was going around dancing to the music. She had ordered everyone pizza, which was like a feat because like where this happened, there's no Uber Eats. You have to like call people and organize stuff. Yeah. So she got pizza for everyone. And then she was going around and dancing and slipping napkins into people's hands like unsuspectedly. And they would like look down and be like, I just got a bunch of napkins in my hand and it would be like Sadie dancing along to like Ignition Remix, putting just (laughs) napkins in people's hands. Okay, actually, I was also very drunk. uh, One of those drunkest people alive. I also remember, and I totally forgot, I ordered pizza slash gave everybody (laughs) napkins. (laughs) This is the funniest thing. And if anybody's ever gone to the bar with me, they're not going to be surprised what I did next. (laughs) So after everybody ate pizza... Me, when I'm drinking a lot, I constantly need to be chewing gum because Um. I just have the worst taste in my mouth from like alcohol, Mm. whatever. So after everybody ate pizza and cleaned themselves up with those napkins I handed out, I went around and handed out gum to everybody. (laughs) Does anybody want gum? Does anybody want gum? And I'm 100% that girl in the nightclub as well. Even if I like don't know you, I'm like, oh, would you like gum? Or in the bathroom, just (laughs) handing out gum to all the girls. (laughs) Okay, well, so I'm good. glad I'm glad I was a good maid of honor. I feel yeah. like leading up to it, like I definitely feel like I could have been more helpful, but it was just so hard because things were constantly changing. You know, you mm-hmm. had to kind of make snap decisions and it was just we couldn't really be together a lot because we weren't seeing each other in person all that much. Like mm-hmm. it was a very interesting, tough time. I'm hoping this coming wedding, once it's go mode, I'll just live at your house and help you with literally whatever <laughs> you need done. But all of this is to say, guys, if you are a maid of honor, especially, but even if you're a bridesmaid, your number one task is to help the bride and do whatever the bride needs you to do. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. if it's, you know, like I feel it's typical to go to dress shopping appointments with her, like, you know, that's typical, like helping her make decisions like that but it might also be like doing other errands you know like maybe it's hey Sadie I found like signs on Facebook marketplace that are closer to your house you know like whatever it is helping the bride just run errands 
ta- or sorry, tackling all those tasks on her to-do list leading up to the day. That is your number one priority. And then as especially maid of honor, but I think too, as any member of a bridal party, like Tegan was saying, the day of, like you kind of just need to make sure things go smoothly and you're like a point of contact if things aren't going mm-hmm. smoothly. So um, you know, Duncan was the best man. He had the rings. He was, you know, that was like his job. Yeah. And it was like, hey, you are in charge of the rings. And then I had, like Tegan said, I had a printout of literally the script. Mm-hmm. So if somebody like needed a script or if somebody was offline, I could literally just stand up and take over and like read the script word for word. If like worst case mm-hmm. scenario and that was necessary, I could do that. <laughs> But it's also like I then had the time. So I knew, okay, are we running ahead of schedule or behind schedule? Especially when we had two groups, like timing was like pretty important. So it's just like, you know, helping as much as you can ahead of the day, but also helping as much as you can on the day. That is your number one task, pretty much. I think past that point, like once the wedding is like prepped and planned, it's then just like being chill, being fun, like, like literally Mm -hmm. what we did, like the morning of where we were just like blasting music, we were like drinking rosé. And like the same thing, once the reception starts, I feel like once the speeches are done, that it's like the bridesmaids duty to like get the party started. Totally. Yeah. And even that's it 100%. And I wanted to say that and I totally forgot until you were speaking is like, you're literally (laughs) the hype man of like the bride, but also Obviously, we've already established that Tyrell and I are best friends, but like, just like for the whole bridal party, like if you can be mm-hmm. that like hype man, just be that hype man 100% yeah. and take that energy into like the day of the ceremony as well. Get everybody else like, first of all, just make them feel welcomed, you know, and like, especially at like larger weddings, I feel a lot of people come, but they don't know everybody. So it's just like yeah. being that friendly face. And like you said, if anybody has any issues or any questions they can come to you and you can help them figure it out but then yeah just help get that party going and tag you know i'm definitely there to do that all over again for sure hand out pizza (laughs) napkins and gum to everybody at least at this next one you'll be so relaxed because like they set up the decor we've got a late night pizza bar like you're just in charge of dancing but it is like i feel like a, a lot of people maybe younger people don't realize how much work it is to be a bridesmaid. So like if you get asked to be a bridesmaid, it is 100% fine to say like, I'm no, I can't do it. Whether it's financial or it's just like, I'm in school, I don't have time. Like it is not a faux pas to say no, because that's why they ask you. They're not just like, so you're Mm -hmm. my bridesmaid. Like you typically you formally ask someone. And I know like I asked Sadie in a card because you have the right to say no. And if it's like too much, it's too much because it is yeah and you're literally committing to prioritizing this person like Mm tegan or the bride when she needs it you know what i mean like it's very much you can't be a selfish person and then go into this because that's where the drama is gonna kind of come up you know where you're like oh sorry tag like i'm actually not able to go to this dress shopping appointment because of this 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 you know and it's like no, like you signed mm. up. This is what you agreed to. So I think that's so true. And also on the financial side of things too, like I think that's a huge thing, like buying your own dress. Yeah. And 
another thing we didn't even touch on um, is like a bachelorette party, wedding shower. Um, Usually it's the bridal party that arranges that sort of thing for the bride. Um, We skipped all that Mm -hmm. just because we couldn't have, first of all, we wanted the bachelorette in Nashville. So we obviously couldn't be traveling during COVID. And then even a bridal shower, like we couldn't have like groups forming so we also unfortunately had to forego that last year Mm -hmm. but hopefully if things kind of swing back around later this year we can have all those types of parties and stuff leading up to the second wedding Um, but it's all yeah a big financial um, and time commitment Mm -hmm. for sure yeah and I feel like part like it depends on the person who's the bride So, like, if you're being asked, you know, like, some brides have the expectation, if you're going to be my bridesmaid, you're going to buy the dress I tell you, and you're going to get your hair done how I tell you, and you're going to get your makeup done how I tell you, and you're going to pay for it. Like, so it's like you, yeah, like, you know the person if they're asking you. So it's like, you need to think about these things before. Yeah. You say yes. This is Tegan saying she will never be my bridesmaid. Yeah. Tegan's like, that. I know. I don't know. No. Maybe. No. I don't think I would do that. No. no. I do think I'd have vision, but I don't think I'd be like mean about no. it, being like, you must do things my way. Yeah. But it like that's it's pretty normal for brides to be like, we're all getting our hair done the same, we're all getting our makeup, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, that's, get ready for it. That's bizarre. Tegan was not like that at all. No. Tegan obviously was like a very chill bride. Some of the stuff I still. I like as far as like dresses, I was like, here's the color and then get whatever yeah. dress you want. Like if you see one at, you know, a thrift store, go for it. But I told Tyrell that and he was like, well, did you coordinate the colors to make sure they'd match? And I was like, nah, they'll figure it out. And he was like, they're not going to figure it out. And I was like, yeah, they probably will. <laughs> and then we didn't even have a wedding. Yeah. So it all worked out. Actually, <laughs> yeah, that's true. But we were figuring it out. I remember mm-hmm. Chloe, Tyrell's sister, like mailed a color swatch of the dress she wanted to me so I could make sure it matched the dress I had already bought. Like we did have it yeah. figured out, Tyrell. Okay. Plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. Is there any final advice you want to give to like brides to be or just like people in relationships who are thinking about marriage? Any any final advice? I just feel like with weddings, they are 100% what you want them to be. And so be sure on your decisions. If you make a decision, stick by it because people will 100% try to influence you. Like when we picked our date, people were not happy that it was on a long weekend. And we were like, well, it's our date. And we picked it. If you don't want it, don't come. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And so as long as you are ready to kind of like stick to your guns, know what you want, and then you can make it as much as you want. So if you don't care, like you don't care what your bridesmaids wear, you don't care, you know, what the DJ plays, you don't care if there's favors, then don't worry about it. Because honestly, wedding guests don't pay attention and don't care. Like if you don't want to deal with renting chairs, don't rent chairs because no one notices. Like it's literally... You can put in as much effort as you want. And if you want to put in no effort, hire a wedding planner mm-hmm. and be like, here's my Pinterest board. Here's Girl. my budget. Yeah. Good luck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you should probably provide your budget. That's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's literally just whatever 
you want. You can make it as big or as small as you want. Because especially now, thanks to COVID, there used to be a lot of really strict etiquette around weddings. Like it was like you can only invite people to your engagement party that will be invited to your wedding. And you can only invite these people, blah, 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 blah. A lot of these rules are getting shifted so rapidly because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So we're at like a really exciting time as far as wedding goes where you can kind of do whatever you want. Like if you want no one there, go ahead. If you want to live stream it because you don't want to see people in person, go ahead. Like literally whatever you want. I'm hyped. I'm just ready to go look at your wedding highlights on Instagram. Yeah, it'll get you pumped up. <laughs> yeah, I should make sure mine's up to date. I'm sure it is. Because I definitely I've, also... I've gone through yours before too. Yeah, okay. Because I definitely have a highlight just for you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's creepy, but I just really am obsessed with you I guys. think it's cute. <laughs> and it's just TNT. Like, it's not like tagging, you know? Like, it's like yeah. something cute. Rather yeah, than like, I think it's I'm fun. obsessed and with my like, best friend. We put in effort to try and make things Instagrammable. True. Yeah. So the payoff. Yeah. It's got to stay up for a while. Yeah. Okay. I look at my hashtag too. I have a hashtag and I scroll through. Oh, and yeah. And look at the pictures there. Yeah. So guys, um, all this is to say that this podcast just makes Tegan and I come up with a million business ideas before it mm-hmm. was that we're going to have, I think it was like a vintage houseware line, like where we're just going to oh, sell yeah. vintage stuff. Now we're also our golden 20s wedding planners. So I think we would kill it as wedding planners. We actually would. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tegan can obviously do like so much wedding planning because she's planned her own wedding like 14 times. Mm-hmm. I'm all yeah. about the Pinterest life. Can definitely mood board mm-hmm. your color schemes, mood board the, you know, vibes. <laughs> yeah. And, and I feel like if people were trying to like push like the couple around, mm-hmm. we'd be like, no. Yeah. That's we're the true. wedding planners. We're in charge. <laughs> okay. Tag, honestly, why aren't we doing that? Like, yeah, uh, we would be really good. Yeah. Actually, wedding planners make an insane amount of money. Yeah. I mean, I think, let's take this offline. Okay. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> You're kidding? Because I'm not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> our Golden 20s wedding planning. I feel like we'll have our Golden 20s, the podcast, and like our Golden Wedding. I don't know. Ooh. That's kind of cute. <laughs> oh my god! And I can see the logo. It would be like two little cartoon rings instead of the champagne glasses. Oh my god! Okay, it's this happening. Would be so good. So stay yeah, tuned. It's yeah, if you listen to this <laughs> podcast episode, you will be remarketed with our new Instagram account. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my goodness. Okay, oh god. we're you're gonna be like the girl in twenty seven dresses who like isn't that that she just gets asked to be the maid of honor at like everyone's wedding because yeah. she's so good at planning it. Yeah, yeah. you that know what? That could be us. So yeah, I've only had two friends get married, and I have mm. been the maid of honor for both of those friends. So I'm like mm. definitely on that track. But I feel like always the bridesmaid. Yeah, the bride. Yeah, wow. that might be me. I don't know if I have twenty seven friends. And I sure as hell better yeah, get married someday. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but this is like a theme that I hope keeps going. So we'll see. Wow. Yeah. All right. Anyways, speaking of where you can find us on social media or where you should follow us on social media until our golden wedding is up and ready. <laughs> In the meantime, you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, Facebook at Our Golden Twenties. We are also on Spotify, drop in awesome playlists. We'll mix in some big booty mixes. 
<laughs> we are also on Patreon. So please, if you listen to our podcast every week, we love you. We appreciate you. And we would love um, for you guys to join our Patreon community. We have a $2, $6, and $10 tier. Um, but it is your way of giving back to the podcast. So definitely check that out. We also have exclusive content on there and drop our podcast episodes early every single week so you can be the first to hear it. So thank you guys so much for listening. Another week in the books and we will see you next Tuesday. Bye.